The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to another episode of the Career Contessa podcast, your shortcut to being more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. I'm your host, Lauren Goodwin, and today we're going to get into the power of visualization. I'm a pretty practical person, and so I definitely can question the effectiveness of things like manifestation and visualization work. However, after this episode, I am no longer a skeptic. Today, I'm joined by Christine DiDonato. She is the founder of Career Revolution and author of Get There Faster to discuss what a career vision is and how you can start the work to discover yours. And now this is the Career Contessa podcast. Well, welcome to the show, Christine. Hi, Lauren. It's great to be here. Okay. So can you briefly introduce yourself and explain your background in helping people figure out what's next in their careers? Because that's a big, <laughs> a big topic slash question for people. Absolutely. So I formed a company called Career Revolution about eight years ago, which was just born out of the need of providing employees in our companies today with a lot more opportunity to figure out who they are and where they fit in this crazy world. And I just realized that organizations want us to own our career, but they really don't have any idea on how to help us do the real foundation work behind that. So that was the inspiration for my company and for why I'm really passionate about helping people figure out their next steps. And just so people know, because I know this about you, but you're the real deal. You didn't just like wake up one day and decide I can help people with their careers. You have a long career working for big companies, corporations, going into big, small, all different types and helping them through this, right? Yeah. Lauren, thanks. I appreciate you saying that. It's just, I've been doing it so long. Yeah. I was in human resources. I led talent development for Fortune 100 company, as well as startups, sort of all mid-range size companies as well. And did a lot of coaching with managers and employees when they'd say, I'm not happy in my, my role. So I've been in all those closed door meetings for over 25 years now. And so I definitely know how things work inside a company and how people get promoted and how people don't get promoted as well. So I definitely have, I think, a good body of knowledge about the truth. 
I was going to say, you're like the fly on the wall, minus the fact that you're the fly they've paid to come in and sit there during those meetings. <laughs> but you, you're like, to your point, I know why people are getting promoted and why they're not. I used to feel that way as a recruiter. You would be like, I know why that person didn't get hired or get the job offer versus not. It's always interesting to be in the rooms with the decision makers. So that's a whole other conversation I know. But let's talk about why do people need a career vision? I mean, this whole episode is about career visualization, but I think people hear career vision. They like the idea of it, the sound of it. They want one, but why do they need it? Yeah, I think, I mean, even before we went into this crazy pandemic phase, which I think is even more reason why we need vision, but I always think about the analogy of driving. You know, if you were to go to a new destination and you go to Google Maps Right, we generally want to type in a specific of a, an address or a landmark to get there, the fastest way to get there. And I find with our careers, we miss that, and we just are driving, and we're, we're yeah. frantically taking turns and switching directions, and we don't necessarily know where we're driving to. So I want to help people get as much clarity as they can to shorten the time and the pain in finding what I call sort of career happiness, career bliss. Yeah. Why do you think people struggle with creating a clear career vision and using the driving analogy? It's like, why do you think they have trouble having a destination? Is it because there's too many like shiny objects that are pulling their attention away and they're too reactive to whatever is being thrown at them? I believe, I mean, I think that's true. Yes. I would say for some people it's, it's, we just have sort of challenge focusing, but I think Mm -hmm. it's the world we're in. I think we have to acknowledge that we're in, I don't think things are going to slow down, but we're in rapid change. It's been going on for a long time and we have so many possibilities Yeah. when we think about, and this is something why I, I know, you know, this Lauren, about why I'm so passionate about the concept of vision is that we, we often think vision means this one goal. And we are such dynamic individuals in a world that's changing. We're creating the future that we have to look at career vision differently in a more dynamic way to account for the fact that we don't all have one path, one goal, really, that we have to be more broad about that. I think it's a comfort level thing too. Like if I know the one thing I'm going toward, I can totally control that. I can be laser focused on it. And when there's gray in that vision and to your point, like, things are changing. And so you're being asked to pivot and adapt. That feels very uncomfortable. And so I think there's probably also just a lot of comfort in the the one thing. And to your point, we live in a world where I do feel like I remember always feeling like I don't lack ambition, but I lack direction. And that's what it was. I lacked the like, what's the destination I'm putting into my Google Maps, right? Like sticking love with that, that analogy. Oh, I love that. Um, I'm going to borrow that from you, Lauren. I don't lack ambition. You should. Direction. <laughs> I think that's a lot of people. And I think the good news and why I know that you and I both share our our passion for this topic is you can put, we can put specifics to vision so it doesn't become so ambiguous. We really can do that, but we can do it in a way that allows for some of the, the dynamic nature of the world that we're in. Okay. Well, I know everyone listening to this is like, okay, just skip to whatever you're going to say and just give me that. But before we get there, let's talk about also for the person who is maybe interested in a lot of different paths or, you know, they do feel multi-passionate or they like a lot of different things. Are are we saying that they can't narrow it down to just one or, or, you know, I guess, what do we tell the person who's like, I'm interested in many paths and I don't want to narrow it down to, to one thing. Yeah, I think the idea of vision, it really is for that person, right? Because there are there are people out there, we know them and we admire them that say, I want to be a, and they can fill in the yeah. blank. 
and they go after that. And yay. I mean, I, I celebrate those individuals for sure. Yeah, I was always jealous of those people. You know, I always wanted I, to be one of them. Mm-hmm. Me too. And I mean, I can't say that when I graduated college, I said, I'm going to own a company that helps people, you know, find their way. I mean, how would I even know that that would be a calling for me until I had some jobs and learned some things? So other than those individuals, the rare few that have amazing clarity for the rest of us, the idea of vision really is the tool to say, I can create a vision that defines the elements of success that will help me make better career decisions, regardless of the various paths and opportunities that I might explore. That It's for those people. That's really it. Perfect. So we're just creating something for ourselves, which is fine. (laughs) Okay. What is the first step that we can take to get ourselves on this right path toward creating this vision? Like, okay, someone's listening to this. They say, that's me. What, what's the first thing they should do? Yeah. I'm going to answer. I know I'm notorious for this. I'm going to answer it with three things, Lauren, if I can. No, I love that. (laughs) I'm a fan of practical formulas to say, okay, let me break this down into a few steps. So at the highest level, when I think about, I want to create a clear vision that's going to help me make decisions in the here and now so I can live an authentic life, an authentic career, regardless of where I land. So you need to be able to answer three questions. So you can start with the first. And the first thing is you have to know what work energizes me? What do I do better than most? I'd love to say, who am I when no one's looking? We have to get very honest with ourselves, not about the things that are on our resume necessarily, right? We have lots of things we've learned, but what I'm finding is the very first step is that we've got to get clear on our true self, where we get energy. Because many of us, especially as you move through your career, we are rewarded on skills that we've learned right? We, get, we, we figure out how to do X, we get paid more to do more of X. Well, if X isn't something that energizes us, we are building a career now on something that will not serve us later. So I always say, if we can get a hold of that first, then we've got the first building block of a vision. The second piece of that are my values. What's important to me in my life, essentially right now and in the next couple of years? What are those things that motivate me, that inspire me? And then the last piece is defining what do I actually want to be known for? And that's the part where we can put a little bit more, it's less gut feel and more, uh, well, I'm interested in this. I really admire these qualities. So the first step is Mm -hmm. who am I, right? What's important to me in my life? Yeah, I, I think I think of it similarly minus the last one I changed to what am I good at or like where have I had success? Sometimes for me, if if anyone's listening to this and you're like, I'm having the challenge of looking forward about what do I want to be known for? Okay, then look backwards and think where have you had success and you felt good about that? And maybe selfishly, I just like I feel better about myself when I'm good at something. So I use that as my stepping stone or my puzzle piece in this scenario. But I think that's fantastic advice for people. And those are three very applicable things that you could sit down. And can you just repeat the three items? Just so someone who's taking notes or whatever can just say, okay, this is what I'm going to work on. One, two, and three. Absolutely. So step one, what type of work activities am I energized by? Right. Not that I can do, I'm energized by. Number two, what are my personal values? And number three, what do I want to be known for? When you put those three things, if you can answer those three things clearly, then we can start creating a, a vision that's going to make sense. A lot of people dream of having their own business, but by having their own business, that also means running their own business. 
If you're living your entrepreneurial dream, but struggling with tedious administrative tasks, whether it be HR, payroll, or employee benefits, let Gusto help. Gusto offers all-in-one payroll and HR for growing businesses. From full-service payroll and benefits to team management tools and more, Gusto makes it easy to support your hardworking team in one intuitive platform. And Gusto is loved by both businesses and employees. We use Gusto, and I personally love that it has everything in one place. It's actually a total game changer. No more jumping from application to application. With Gusto, more customers are able to run payroll in 10 minutes or less. That saves so much time. Plus, Gusto helps with the hard stuff too. Filing payroll taxes, compliance, new state tax registration, and even international contractor payments in 90 countries and counting. Whether your team is in-person, remote, or a combination, with Gusto, keeping your team on track is easy. Like I mentioned earlier, I think Gusto is one of the most convenient platforms if you are a business owner that manages a team of people. No matter the size of your team, it's so important to have a good payroll and HR platform. Join the more than 200,000 new and growing businesses that are using Gusto to help build a great workplace for their employees. Right now, Gusto is offering our listeners three months free at gusto.com slash Contessa. Get easy payroll benefits, HR, and a happier team. So go to gusto.com slash Contessa for your first three months free. That's gusto, G-U-S-T-O dot com slash Contessa, C-O-N-T-E-S-S-A. All right, now let's get back to the show. Hey guys, it's me, Chriselle Lim, co-founder and CMO of Bumo. As a busy working parent myself, I felt like there was a lack of options for parents and I personally needed more support. So that's what we're doing here on Being Bumo. We're here to make your life easier, a little less stressful, and help you navigate through this complex thing called parenting. So subscribe now to Being Bumo at applepodcast.com slash beingbumo or wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, gotta go. See you guys soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an example of this might be I'm energized when I'm, you know, talking to new people. I love the whole business development part of work. The second one of my values, I really want to work for a company or I want to be doing work where I have a lot of autonomy. That's a value to me, yeah. right? And the third thing is like, what do I want to be known for? I want to be known as a person who if they say they're going to get it done, they're going to get it done. Like if I say I'm going to follow up or whatever. So like, that's just like a quick example. This isn't, I think sometimes when we give this advice to people think there's like a right or wrong answer, or it's like, it, it can be as simple as that as the stepping stones, right? Absolutely. I like how you frame that, Lauren. Yeah. It doesn't have to be complicated. It's about getting in touch with things that we probably already know about ourselves, but we haven't taken the time to confirm with ourselves. And mm-hmm. the minute we sit down and I created a workbook to go with my book with these activities in them for that reason is to say, here are the actual things, the pages you can write these things on, because I think we do overcomplicate. And what happens if most people are like me is when I have too much, I, I think I need to solve for, I solve for nothing. I yeah. get overwhelmed and I do nothing. And so I want to break this down into very easy things. There's no right or wrong. And you can answer them at whatever level feels right for you in that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Speaking of your book, which we'll put a link to that in the show notes, but her book is called Get There Faster. And then there's a workbook that you guys can also use with it. So 
again, I'll put that in the show notes, but this might be really incredible for anyone who wants to kind of do the pen to paper piece of it too. But in the book, you discuss the power of targeted visualization when it comes to your career success. One, can you explain what target visualization is and and how does that add to success? And then maybe we could practice one. Yeah. So I'm a huge fan of visualization. There's all different forms of it and different levels of it. But when I think about the ones related to career vision, I think the idea of visualizing what's possible without the constraints of your life right now helps us leave the current moment of what I call reductionist thinking, which is all the reasons why something can't happen. And just let our mind go to the happy place, the what if. I love playing the what if game with friends and family. And what I've noticed is some people love doing that and other people are annoyed by this. Like, I don't want to talk about what if, I want to talk about what is. But to create a career vision, one of the skills you need to practice is saying, let me just go into a future state without any idea of what's possible and just let my brain go where it wants to go. And so Mm -hmm. you can first go far out, then we can back up to today. Instead, when a lot of us work on career development and our, our path, we start from today. And then we start to build out, but you've got to go out first to rein it back in. And that's what visualization can do. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who use visualization for all sorts of things too. I think, again, if this seems kind of woo-woo to you and you're like, well, woo-woo doesn't fit with the career. It's like, this is just about taking yourself out of like your own mind and limitations. You know, there's a lot of names for this, but like limiting beliefs or Mm -hmm. people who have a mindset that constrains them to only what they think they're allowed to do. Right. And so this is kind of getting you out of your own head, which is why I think people use it for a lot of different stuff and why we haven't just like naturally put it into all career development tools is kind of beyond me. But so for anyone who's listening, let's, have you take them through this visualization so that they have this active thing. And also for anybody who loves this, Christine's going to do it. And then you can always come back and listen to this audio and like do it on a daily basis or a weekly basis. So I'm going to be quiet so the pro can take you through it because you're it's a very meditative vibe that we have going on here and I'm really into it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for letting me do this. This is one of my favorites. Okay. So everyone, we are going to do a visualization activity. And so to get prepared and get the most out of this, what I'm going to have you do is to relax. So wherever you are right now, I want you to get grounded. So if you can, you want to put your feet on the ground and I want you to sit up where you can breathe easily. And the best outcome is if you can close your eyes. So I'm going to have you close your eyes and take a breath in and out to just relax your mind. And I want you to come with me into the future. You are about to wake up in the future to live your ideal day. So I want you to envision waking up and take note of what time it is. Where are you right now? Look around at your space. Get grounded in where you are. And start your morning routine. What do you eat for breakfast? What do you do to get yourself prepared for this ideal workday? What clothes do you wear? Do you interact with anyone or are you alone? Do you have any morning rituals that get you ready for this ideal day? 
Now it's time to transition into doing your work. Where is your workplace? Is it close? Do you commute? If so, how do you get there? When you get to your workspace, I want you to take note of what it looks like, even what it smells like. Where are you working? Do you have any colleagues? Who are they? Do you work on a team? If so, how big or small is that team? Do you have direct reports? What are the people that you interact with most like? How do you feel when you're around them? As you go through this ideal day, what type of work activities are you most enjoying? What types of problems are you solving? When you think about the interactions that you're having, what are people relying on you to do? What is it that they're most appreciating about you? I want you to envision that your day is coming to an end. How do you wrap up this ideal workday? At what time are you finishing that last work activity and how do you prepare for the next day that's to come? What do you do now? How do you transition out of your ideal work day into life? What do you do? What's your evening routine? As you bring this ideal work day to a close, and you reflect back on the day's activities, what are you most grateful for? And what are you most proud of? How do you feel when you begin to fall asleep? I'm going to ask you all to come back with me to the present day, to open your eyes, to feel your body again, shake your hands, move your shoulders, get the blood flowing again. And I want you right now to pay attention to any thoughts that entered your mind that felt most inspirational. And I want you to record them. What was it that you were doing during this ideal day that really stood out to you? Was it something you were working on? Maybe the type of people that you were interacting with, the problems that you were solving. Write those down. What was it that felt most inspirational where you got that warm, fuzzy feeling that maybe that grin that popped in your face? So Lauren, that's an example of a really brief visualization. And the purpose of this is not to map out how you're going to get to your ideal day, but to create the elements of what wonderful feels like. What was it? So Lauren, I know we've done this activity before. When you do an activity like that, what are some of the things that stand out for you? Like what's an element of success? Uh, for me, it all goes back to a feeling. So I think instead of like a result or like a job title or a company, for me, it's when I'm kind of walking through this, it's it's feeling safe. It's feeling, again, competent. It's yeah. feeling secure. I think safe and secure for me are, are similar. And, and I think partly that's because I'm an entrepreneur. And so there's a little bit of a, an unknown. So I think security usually comes as a feeling for me. And 
The other thing I would say about the safe and secure thing is that is a feeling directly related to kind of a control. Like I feel like I know what I'm doing. Again, as an entrepreneur, you don't have a manager who's kind of directing the goals and setting things. So I think mine might be different for someone who maybe is working in a workplace, but you know, for me, they're more related to feelings than they are outcomes. Yeah. And that's what I really like about this visualization is I think so much career stuff is related to results and outcomes. What's your salary? What's your job title? What you know specific project are you working on? Who do you have? You know, your to-do list, right? Whereas this visualization takes me into how do I want to feel in my workday? I don't feel stressed in these visualizations, right? I don't feel like I'm having a fire drill every five seconds with things. And those are the parts of the career vision for me. And then I guess if I were to work backwards from that, it's just to kind of put it into this, to your point, practical piece for people is I take those feelings and then I try to think of how can I start to organize my day or my to-do list or what I'm working on to get me to those goals, right? So if something about my day isn't making me feel really competent, is that because I'm forcing a project that I just doesn't come naturally to me, you know, or whatever, just using that as an example. And then the question I would go back is like, do I need to delegate that to someone? Is it something that's really important for our company to be doing? And therefore I need to find a way to actually learn this skill set, you know, so I just keep going one level further down to solve for it, I guess is, is like, I don't know if that's what I'm supposed to be doing, but that's like, I think my, my brain naturally wants to always go. Like I have a lot of trouble with people who are always abstract and big picture. Cause I'm like, that sounds great. But at the end of the day, someone ha you know, you have to be practical about it. And so that's my practical brain as I start at the top and I work my way down. Yeah. I think that's a good method. And I, I wouldn't even challenge anyone, Lauren, that relates to that. Cause I think that's most people is to say under the, the the in the context of I want to build a vision for myself because I want to create a vision with a vision I can then create some goals and with goals I can create actions and normally in our career growth we tend to go actions and they go yes. oh I think they're going to get me to this goal and then is that the direction that I liked now that I got here so I want to reverse the whole pattern on that right yeah say mm -hmm. visual the type of visualization that we just did which is a, a certain kind is what you said. It's about a feeling. When you do a visualization like that, I would love everyone to take note of how did you feel and how is that feeling similar or different than your life right now? Yeah. If you have similarity, that's awesome because you've probably already made some good decisions and there's some things that you're doing that you want to keep doing. You're on the right path. And there might be some areas that have misalignment. And that's usually because in your real life right now, your real career you may have a values misalignment. You know, you may value freedom of time or and flexibility, and your career right now doesn't enable you to live that value. Or you're energized by building relationships and helping others, and right now everyone delegates to you, and you're working alone a lot, right? And so then you're not energized. So you can start to pinpoint those those gaps, and then say, if I want to do something with this visualization, the next stage is what I call an exploration. And I say, okay, if I was living that ideal day and I'm energized and I'm living my values, I could record what are three avenues I might take. It may not be one. Oh, I could be the, the leader of this kind of department. I could do something totally different. 
I could start my own business. You know, I could do something. I could be a, a, the head of engineering. And you could map those sort of really practical roles out, but you have to be able to tie them back to why. Yeah. Why am I interested or want to explore those paths? Yeah. I think without the North Star, the why behind it all, it goes back to like the shiny object. Like some object is going to come around. And when I say object in this scenario, I'm talking about the recruiter who reaches out to you on LinkedIn and they're offering this crazy salary, right? Like you're so easily distracted by this thing because you're not anchored in a really strong why. And the other reason why I really like this work is because I think a lot of us look outward for the answer of like, what should I be doing with my career? What, what path should I be on? What's a good thing? You know, like we're looking for someone else to tell us like, what box should I check? And you get to a certain place where like, I talk about this in my book, like your unscheduled portion of your life probably started happening after college. And so most of us are not really given the tools until very <laughs> later on in life. We're like, there isn't a step like you go to high school, you go to college, you take this class, it it ends up from, you know, it goes from three to 5 p.m. Like that doesn't happen as much in the workplace right. unless you are the person like to the people we were talking about earlier. I remember in my career feeling very lost about what I was wanting to do. And I really started looking into, I remember specifically occupational therapy because honestly, it wasn't that I was passionate about occupational therapy. I was desperate for a career that felt a little bit more step one, step two, step three. And for some people, those are great careers. I, it would not have been actually the right step for me, but I was so desperate for like some sort of answer. And I should have started with this kind of work. You know, it would have given me more answers than again, going to these info sessions for these like careers that were a little bit more one, two, three. Those are great careers though. For some people, there's someone very close in my life. Like she is meant for that career. You know what I mean? And, and so that's why it's really not always the best advice to look outward toward other people, what to do, because we're all different, right? It's true. And I, it's, you said it, the why behind, and I wish, you know, if I had some of this coaching, I feel like I would have started a company probably 10 years earlier than I did, but I, yeah, I didn't know until I started doing this work myself that I thought, oh, I have a higher tolerance for risk than I ever imagined. I, yeah, I was never in a job that I had a lot of risk. So how would I have known that until I sorted out what do I value? What am I naturally good at? And, you know, you could just start by asking people that are close to you that you trust. What am I known for? What, what is sort of that, that the special things about me that people talk about when I'm not there. And then you can't say anything after you just have to listen. But if you ask enough people, you will start to gain insight into some of your core qualities that you may not even have the words for. And you realize I do, there are a few things that come so naturally to me. I'm going to always excel at them, regardless yeah. of the title, the company, even the type of work. They're just mm -hmm. things that come naturally. I'm a problem solver. I'm, I'm a strategic, I can plan strategic, you know, visions really easily. And, and we will do that regardless of what the job title is. Mm -hmm. Okay. So two final questions. One, what are some other ways that we can create a career vision? Sure. So I'm a big fan, especially those of you who want to go real practical, is to envision your LinkedIn profile. And you can, I say three to five years in the future is probably a good, a good line drawn. So think about your LinkedIn profile three to five years and envision the types of skills, the types of people. What are, what are the details on there that you would be really, you'd feel really good if your current self met your future self and looked at their LinkedIn profile and said, wow, that's me. Yeah. 
So you can start to think through who would endorse me, what might my headline be, what would I have accomplished? And I think that's a really practical tool for visioning as well. Yeah, I love that. And then the final question is, what can we do right now to make that vision that we just you know, saw in our head not seem so distant? Absolutely. So I would pick, the first thing I would say is write down as many vision elements that you feel good about. It might be two words for some people. It might be a paragraph for another. Write those down and do a quick litmus test. Let me look at my job, my career, my life right now. Which of these, rate them. How well am I living element A, element B, element C? For anyone you're not living well, think of one thing you can do to move yourself closer. One thing, a skill you can learn, a person you can talk to, just one, and it will become more clear every time you do that. How often should people do this career visualization exercise? Once a week? I like to do it. I just do it for myself once a year to see what's changed, but you can keep doing it until you feel good about where you land. What I did with you in the visualization is really quick. And for some of you, some thoughts came in your head, some you didn't have a chance to think through them. So I would say do it. Until you have clarity. Until you yeah, feel until you fill out enough of those items on the piece of paper yeah. to, and then you can kind of gauge where you're at and things like that. Okay. Absolutely. So yeah, if you were walking or driving during this exercise, you probably didn't get something. But like you can always go back and listen to that until you get enough stuff on the page and kind of I don't know, give yourself those as like mini homework assignments and then move on. Yeah. And Lauren, what I found is if that was the first time you've done any kind of visualization, it, you probably, your mind got going, but it created more questions than answers. So now you're going to start thinking about it. When you lay down tonight in your pillow, you're going to start thinking about ideal day. So keep doing it until you feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. I'm, I've gotten really into the science behind visualization, people who manifest, like, you know, again, I always say I'm very like type A with a side of woo and like, I like it, but I want I want it tied to science or I want it tied to something practical. Otherwise for me, again, that why is a, is really hard for me to wrap my head around. Well, Christine, this is fantastic. Tell everyone where they can learn more about you, buy your book, give us all, all the good details. Sure. So my company is Career Revolution. So careerrevolution.com. Uh, there's lots of information there. A lot of free downloads of activities for individuals looking for practicality. We have a bookstore on there as well with information on sorting values and our workbook and our book. Also, the book and workbook are on Amazon as well. Uh, so any of those places are, are great places to start to connect through any social media platform as well. Okay. I'm going to put all of that in the show notes to you guys. And just as a reminder, the book is called Get There Faster. And then there's a corresponding workbook. I know I say this a lot on the show, but I would highly recommend if you're going to do this kind of work, find an accountability partner or mm-hmm. friend who you're going to do it with together. So you have someone you can share this information with or work with a coach. You know, we even have coaches on Career Contessa as well that you can work with, but you don't have to pay someone to do it. You can totally do it with a friend and kind of make it like your book club or something where right. you are staying accountable to doing this work and not doing it once and then letting that visual of your future kind of just float away. Absolutely. And Laura, I was going to say on book club, like your book as well, we've actually designed a book club download where you and your friends can do the workbook together and and ask each other the vision questions and create vision with each other, which is kind of fun. Yeah. I actually really like it because I think there's a difference between being in your own head and writing it down on paper versus sharing it out loud with other people. I think that's a really important piece, like 
there's the visualizing it and then talking about it out loud. I I do think those need to kind of go together if you want this to happen. So, well, Christine, thank you so much for joining us today. And as a reminder, I'll put all the links in the show notes. Great, Lauren. It's been fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Contestant Podcast. Please subscribe to the show wherever you do listen to your podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you loved this episode and learned something new, I would love it if you could leave a review or rate our show. Both are super helpful. Don't forget all the links to uh, Christine's work are in the show notes, including her book, Get There Faster. We also have a free worksheet on Career Contessa called Figure Out Your Next Career Move. It's a free downloadable worksheet that kind of does what Christine was basically having us do where we ask you a bunch of questions to help make you think about what you want next in your career. So I'll link to that in the show notes as well. 